Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Need to Know, where each week we serve up conversations surrounding the hottest trends and takes on baking. I'm Mia Brabham, host, entertainment expert, and human who's been recovering from a concussion, but it's okay. I'm back. I'm well. And I'm here today with professional chef, cookbook author, and host of your favorite Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Gemma, hi, I missed you. Hi, Mia. How are you? (laughs) Hi, I am doing so much better. Um, A concussion is no fun. I've never had one before. No, I've heard they're uh, not fun. Yeah. It's so you literally are a potato like you can't do anything. Um, Just lots of lots of dark and thinking about your life. So, you know, thought a lot about food. It was cooking was a really nice break. Like at the end of the night, I was looking forward to like making dinner um, because it's like the one thing you can really do. That's not a screen. So, yeah, that was nice. But what about you? How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're back. We're good. I'm busy here. Uh, But yeah, all good. No concussions on my end. (laughs) (laughs) That is positively perfect. I love that. Good. Keep it that way. Um, I listened to last week's episode and Kevin did an amazing job co-hosting. And I love chili. I don't know if you knew this, but when he was talking about his red wine chili, I was like, I need this. But the cornbread... I don't know. I might have to skip that one out. I'll try anything once, like I always say. No, no, no. You don't need, nobody needs to try that. Cornbread with almond extract. Yeah, no, Kevin was a lot of fun. Um, It's funny because, you know, like Kevin and I have been together for 10 years. So the conversation is very different than between me and you, you know, and you can't really... It, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he does. He loves, he loves his chili. And I like chili too, but um, it's funny. I like all of the stuff that goes with chili. So I yes. like, which actually, I don't think this is a thing, but do you put avocado on top of your chili? I do. Do you? Do, so, you do that too? Does that anybody so else happy. do that? I don't know, but they should. Because this should be a given. So here's what I do. I I don't know if it's a thing, but I put sour cream on top of my chili. I put avocado and I think that maybe some green onions, but I think that's it. Avocado. Oh, and cheese and cheese. Yes. Um, Irish cheddar. And then I have my chili on top of cornbread. So really what I have is a big piece of cornbread, a homemade that I made myself. Um, Like just a scoop of chili and then like, Lots of sour cream, half an avocado, half an avocado, cheese, and like so all the bits and all the stuff are my favorite part of chili. So chili oh is gosh, really yes. my favorite part of chili. <laughs> it's all the other things. <laughs> That's such I like that you eat it over cornbread. I usually do mine over rice, but I have to ask you, this is a strange question. It sounds so weird, but are you a mixer or a scooper? Like, do you kind of just you lay it all out and it looks so pretty in your bowl and then you scoop or do you like shaking it up, mixing it no, and then eating it? I'm not a really mushy kind of a, that kind of a person. No. So I do mm-hmm. like the layers and I get a bit of cornbread and, and a little bit of cold. And what I love, I don't know why we're talking about this, but anyway, um, the, I love when you get like hot chili, a bit of cold avocado, like soft mm. cornbread and it, the cornbread is sweet. Like I always put honey in my cornbread. Ah, uh, man, I've lost some chili right now. <laughs> I know. Now I'm hungry. Kevin, I'm coming over for dinner tonight. I'll see you guys chili. soon. <laughs> Let me just hop on a flight really quick. 
Okay, I could talk about Chili all day, but we got to get to a show. Uh, but before we get into this, I want to give a shout out to a podcast listener named Miss Shrub. She left a super nice review. It's short and sweet, but she said, Gemma and gossip, I'm in. I absolutely adore Gemma. And Aww. I love this one this week because we have some gossip to talk about that I'm very excited to talk <gasps> Good about. Good lay it on me. You. I'm excited. I, 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 we need to catch up on a few weeks. So let me have it. Okay, here we go. So this is what I have for you this week, hot from the oven. First up, I don't know how you feel about her, but Gwyneth Paltrow, she has struck again, Gemma. Oh. So if people don't know, I mean, I think everybody knows who she is, but she's an actress, an actress, a lifestyle brand curator of Goop. And she posted an Instagram photo. And this is the caption, Gemma. Today's boyfriend breakfast, toad in the hole with scallions and cheddar from Diana Henry Food from Oven to the Table, an excellent book that served us well throughout quarantine and beyond. And so she made Toad in a Hole and she's having it for breakfast. Do you know what Toad in a Hole is? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. I had to ask. I was like, I'm sure you do. But what do you think? Is it normal to have this for breakfast or is that not crazy um no no it, it can be it's i'd say brunch more of a brunch thing so let me tell you about toad okay. on the whole i want to just um i wonder if kevin can hear me because i think i have a diane henry book right out on my table that Ooh. i've just um she's a writer she's based in london uh, i hope i'm mm -hmm. right in saying that maybe zach will grab it for me um but she works for bbc good food i think it's that lady really amazing food toad in the hole mm. It's like the same batter as a popover. And what you do is you bake it in a, one big dish. Or you can do it into individual dishes, but traditionally it's one big dish, the kind of popover batter. Then you pop in sausages into that. And then you can put other stuff. I think you said there was cheese in there. You can put in herbs, scallions, like mm -hmm. all the different kinds of things. And then bake that in the oven. Um, but it's, it's uh, Toad in the Hole is, is, is absolute comfort food, like without a doubt. I'm kind of surprised that Gwyneth Paltrow would have that for her breakfast, but however, <laughs> like I have, I have respect for that. Like that's a, like I would eat that for my breakfast. But, um, well, you know, she yum. also, she recently said that her low during quarantine was having bread and pasta. Like she never eats that. So I know it is pretty shocking that she would have this. Um, See, but I feel kind of bad for her when she like that. I, like that makes me sad. It's like no, life's too short, Gwyneth. Eat a big bowl of pasta. Come on, seriously. Yeah, I need one maybe every day. It's fine. You didn't hear it here, but maybe you did. Um, but they, yeah, that's really cool. And I didn't realize this that there's two types of toad in the hole. The one you described um, is the traditional English dish, but some people when they hear toad in the hole, they think of the American version, which is egg inside a toast. But I don't think I've ever had that either. So. Oh, funny. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have had that and it is good. I know it sounds very mm. simple, like an egg inside a slice of toast. Like, what's the big deal? There's a place <laughs> that I go to in Northern California. That's um, this spa place that Kevin and I like to go to. And I had it there one time and it was amazing. Mm. It, uh, what else came in it? Well, so um, I don't know if they soaked the bread in anything, but they might have soaked the bread in something, but it was brioche bread as well. And then it oh was like gosh. a really good egg right in the middle. It was so yummy. And I'll tell you how yummy it was. I'm not a big breakfast person. Like when, mm -hmm. when you, you know, when you go to lunch or you go to breakfast and there's kind of like a brunchy kind of a sandwichy kind of a menu, I always yeah. order that over breakfast stuff because... 
I just, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't want scrambled eggs and toast. I want a BLT and French fries. Like, those are my options. So those are like, Kevin, Kevin will get like the, like Tex-Mex scramble and a side of fruit. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, enough of that. Let's have a turkey club sandwich and French fries on the side. See, this is why you're an icon. I am the same way. And I'm the type of person who wakes up thinking about dinner. Like, I don't think about what I'm going to have for breakfast. I'm like, ooh, what's for dinner tonight? Like, I am savory. And for breakfast dishes, I like savory breakfast ones. So I think I definitely yeah. need to try to oh, no, like, I, I don't like I'll go you one even better. And like, I don't think about tonight's dinner. I already know what I'm having for the next few nights. I just I, I, I always I'm always thinking about my dinner. Oh I love gosh. dinner. <laughs> dinner is the best. This is now a dinner show. Okay. Dinner and desserts. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and speaking of, it doesn't have to be, I guess, dinner. It can be breakfast or desserts or baking. But like when it said, you know, she hit her low. She started having pasta, bread. Do you have any recipes or foods or desserts that you craved or just like kept coming back to during the pandemic? You know, during the pandemic... It was a weird time because um, I had a newborn baby. So it's funny, True. like, um, you know, I was started after nine months, I was allowed to have alcohol again. So, you know, like I, I did over the during the pandemic, became quite a fan of um, cans of rosé, <laughs> of sparkling rosé. Let me know. Hold on a second now. Before anybody judges me, they're from Italy. And everybody knows that wow. anything from Italy is fancy. So they're super tasty. <laughs> I became a big fan of those. And I, I, you know, this sounds kind of weird because like I am a pastry chef, but ice cream after, towards the end of my pregnancy and for the last over a year, ice cream has been my Achilles heel. And oh gosh, to be yes. honest with you, it's even just like, if I open my freezer right now, <laughs> let's take a peek. <laughs> Do you see that? Oh my gosh. Yes, I see the pints just like stuffed in the top. <laughs> and that's not the only one. There's I have another freezer and there's more in the other one. But um I always have vanilla ice cream in my freezer and I love mm. a bowl of plain like Tillamook vanilla ice cream. Like I love. I just love it. Mm. Oh, no <laughs> toppings. No to not like chili, well, no toppings. I used to so I used to always so here's let me just have a look in my fridge. So in my <laughs> fridge <laughs> I always have something. So there's caramel sauce in the top of my fridge there, if you can see Ooh. it. I've got a honey caramel sauce and a salt, my salted caramel sauce. Over here, I have rhubarb compost. Rhubarb is now in season. So um, you can get it at the farmer's market. I got that at Whole Foods. Um, I always have something to put on ice cream. But then the other day, I will admit, after a can of rosé, I decided just to have it plain. <laughs> And I told Kevin, and I stand by this even the next day when I forgot what I'd said. Um, one of my like my most favorite things, my most favorite thing is just a bowl of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, Jim, I have to revisit something, and I'm really about to publicly embarrass myself, but I have to ask you this: You said nine months. It was nine months that you couldn't have alcohol. Do you mean after you had George? Still. No, or oh just gosh, the nine no. months while you were pregnant. While I was pregnant, and then also, sorry, um, I, I, I when you're feeding as well, you're you're not supposed to drink, or you're supposed oh to just gosh. be careful. I know it's crazy. Nobody tells you, you that. I was gonna say you teach me about baking. You teach me about 
motherhood and life <laughs> because I didn't know that. Okay. When that happens, I'm going to have to mentally prepare because I was just thinking, okay, the nine months, but it's a little after no, that. It's not. Oh my gosh. I have to say though, you do go into a bit of, because I am like, I love my Friday gin and tonics and like my cans Ooh. of rosé and like, I like, it's hard to give those up because like, I don't have any drinks Monday to Thursday, but then on Friday, mm-hmm. Kevin and I will have like a wine or gin and tonic or whatever. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of my vice like mm-hmm. over desserts like that's kind of like my like my fame one of my favorite things of the week so to give that up uh, is not easy it's it's really tough and you know it's it's I don't know it's just that you know you talk about a lot of things when you're pregnant but like it's um nobody ever talks about how much it sucks that you can't have a glass of wine <laughs> yes <laughs> you get to like, Friday and you start reaching for it you're like wait oh, I sucks. can't have this yet you know oh my gosh you made it through you made I, it through. Um, I started doing things like so I, I I I drank orange juice and I started mixing it with fizzy water. So like like mm. sparkling water. So orange juice with sparkling water. I drank a little bit of kombucha at one point. I oh, coconut water. I was trying different things to to um to like what's the word? I'm thinking of a few different words now. I think they're wrong. But um <laughs> just to get that fix and there isn't really anything out there that is like a glass of like cold rosé or you know um a sancerre or something like that so anyway you know you you get through it and then you have a lovely baby at the end and then a little (laughs) while later you can drink again (laughs) (laughs) amazing okay the more you know um so speaking of things we just absolutely can't live without for me one of those things is brownies and so in brownie news alton brown who is a cinematographer turned famous celebrity chef i did not know that uh, that he was a oh, cinematographer funny. before yeah. you know he became a chef really cool but he's disclosed on his website how he gets the absolute perfect ooey gooey fudgy brownie and Gemma, it involves no extra ingredients. Okay, are you ready for this? This is wild. This is about to be a journey. Okay. Are you ready? Well, I, okay, okay so, so I've done a lot of brownies on my website. I've made so many. So tell, I'm interested. What did Alton say? And I want to hear exactly if you're like, this is a, if this is clever or I've done something like this or no, this is absolutely wacky. I'm never trying this. Okay, so it's a journey. Like I said, here it is. He recommends pouring the brownie batter into your baking pan and then baking it for 15 minutes at 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Then he takes the brownies out of the oven before they're finished baking, puts them on the counter, lets them cool for 15 minutes. And then after they've cooled completely, he puts it back into the oven and then lets the brownies break for 30 more minutes, not like 10, 30. So what do you think of this? I don't, what's the point in that? Like, I'd love to know the <laughs> rationale behind that. Like you stop, you stop baking them, you let them go cold and then you bake them again. Like I have um, loads of friendly recipes on the website and they do all, like you get chewy, you get fudgy and there's like cakey ones, but mm-hmm. I but you can get fudgy very easily without all like with all that rigmarole. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I don't know if I would. I, I'd love to know the rationale behind that, and then I might try it. Especially for me, the last thirty minutes because I mean, fifteen minutes doesn't really seem like enough. But if you really like that fudginess, I feel like you just let it cool and then solidify, and it is what it is. But to put it back in for that long to me, yeah, that's the part that gets me. I'm like, I'm not sure. 
I have to say though, I do like Alton Brown and I Hannah yes, and like as far as like the Food Network chefs go, like he's one of my favorites and I do trust his recipes. And he does get into the crooks and the like why. So like I'm sure there is definitely a reason why. Um and he always explains that. So I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to know more about that. I don't know if he said why, but uh, it's very interesting. So speaking of brownies too, I know you kind of referenced it a little, but what is your technique for your perfect or best ever, as you call it, brownie? Like what's one thing you think you do differently? You know, um, it's so funny because I've tested. So just recently, like this year, we tested loads of brownie recipes to get that like lovely crinkle top on top of the brownies. You know, when you bake Ooh. boxed brownies and you get that really thin layer on top yes. and it's kind of crinkly and like so good. everybody loves it. I tested a lot of recipes trying to get that. And it's it, it's it's so many things I, I, I researched online and like there's so many different reasons uh, the, the people say you get this they say heat up your butter and your sugar hmm. um, use melted butter don't use melted butter use um, softened butter uh, under whip your eggs uh, just you know or, or the other one was completely whip up your eggs and make them really whipped up so what makes the best brownie honestly I don't think it's the technique I think it's the recipe Mm. Um, and on the website I have my best ever brownies which are awesome and then I have my crinkle top brownies which are also awesome so <laughs> um, the, there's those two so it depends on what you want but like I, I have to say after trying so many different batches I really do think it's the recipe and not the technique mm, good yeah. to know so and I don't you give know, us that's options. Why, well, that's why I don't think you have to do everything that Alton said. Like, that seems like, mm-hmm. you know, like if the recipe is not good, doing your 50, I, I just don't see how that's going to, what difference that's going to make if you don't start out with a good recipe. That's very true. I think I'm going to try this. I'm going to read up on more of why that might be helpful, but then I also am going to try it myself just to see how it works. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, let me know. Very I'll be interested. I will report back. Okay, so for our last topic today, before we get to fan questions, I'm really excited, Gemma. So I didn't tell you this beforehand, but I have decided that I wanted to play a game with you. I don't know how you feel about games. It's really easy. It's going to be nothing crazy. It's not like trivia or anything. Um, I'm just going to tell you, um, I, I have three recipes or desserts I came across this week. Usually, like I always talk about, I'm always on Twitter. Um, and so I came across these and was like, what? the heck is this? And so I wanted to share this with you and you tell me if it's outrageous or genius. And I've titled the game Try or Toss. So you'll just tell me whether you try or toss it. All right. Are you ready? Go. Yeah. Oh, and also I just realized this. Do you have your phone on you? I slacked you the pictures so you can look at them. Oh, okay. and they're in order. Pictures. I like, I like There's these pictures. Because if I tell you, I feel like it, it's cool, but seeing it might have a different effect as well. Okay, so. Wait a second. The first Mia, one. Is, is it in, mm-hmm. um, is it in Need I to Know? It in, it's in Slack. No, to but you is it, directly. To me, oh, sugar, I'm not seeing it. Here, I'll drop it in really quick. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Maybe it's a up here. Break. Oh, me, I have it. I have it. I have it. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Okay. While you so take this in. in the you, hole. Yes, I wanted to show you that picture. Yeah, that's how it looked. And it looks good. She did a great job. It looks really good. I thought it looked tasty. 
it had me thinking, did she actually do this? I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) But okay. So our very first one, there's three. First up, New York Times made a seis leches cake. And instead of the usual three milks, which is sweetened condensed, evaporated heavy cream, it calls for six. So they add coconut milk, condensed coconut milk, and dulce de leche. So would you try or toss this? Do you think it's wild? Or innovative. I, I love tres leche cake, actually. And I know it's like it's only something I have become familiar with in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also, we do have a little sneaky peeky. Um, we have a tres leche cake coming up for just in time for summer for 4th of July. With oh berries gosh. and cream and stuff. And it's amazing. No, I would totally mm-hmm. try this. The coconut, you know, coconut's such a mild flavor. That's why I would be a little bit like, why coconut? But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I would try that. Nice. Um, do you have, I've been wanting to ask you this. Do you have a favorite milk you like to use in baking or just in general? Like I use, well, so in the house now we have always whole organic milk and mm. that's for George and it's for my tea and like my coffee and stuff. Kevin doesn't drink um, nice. really milk at all. So um, we always have organic whole milk and George needs to have like whole full fat milk. So that's mm-hmm. what we always have. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's that's kind of it. You know, in Ireland, I grew up with such like good milk that I want to make sure that I, I do pay a little bit extra. But I, I always buy uh, organic milk for us. I buy organic eggs, I buy organic milk and I use Kerrygold butter. Like those are kind of my three things that I spend extra money on because it's just really important to have those like good quality. Yes. You know how I feel about Kerrygold. I love it. Um, my favorite is I love oat milk. I am obsessed with oat milk. I'm also lactose intolerant. So I don't know if I would have even been pushed to try alternative milks, I guess. Um, but I have to, I can't have regular milk. So oat milk is the best. And I think almond milk is the second best. That's what I use for baking. Cause I feel like oat milk doesn't turn out the same when I use it. Oh, funny. I like oat milk because I like the creaminess you get from oats. Mm, Kevin yes. drinks oat milk. Yeah. So creamy and bless Starbucks for now having oat milk. Um, hashtag basic. Okay. Next up Snickers salad. So I don't know if you saw this picture. It's a real hoot. So it's Snicker bars, Granny Smith apples, and whipped cream. And it's a, it's native to the upper Midwest region in America. So like Iowa, like Minnesota. Um, And someone who tweeted it said, this is like her friend's uh, childhood comfort food. So what do you think of this? Try or toss? I think toss. I think you know what I think about these things. <laughs> so granted, okay, I didn't grow up with these. Like, I know people can't see me now, but quote unquote salads. Number one, who <laughs> named these things a salad? Yeah, they didn't it's have to do that. <laughs> bizarre. Um, so I, I'm familiar with these because I saw them like Andrew Zimmerman. Like I remember he did a um, bizarre foods around America and he was in the Midwest somewhere and he went to a town hall kind of a gathering and mm-hmm. there were these like jello salads and different types of salads and I'd never seen them before jello salad um, often these are also made with cool whip or like you know not real cream so uh, on a few different mm. levels I'm not okay with these so I would say toss <laughs> but here's the thing here's the thing I get the pull for like comfort food I get the pull for like nostalgia like there's lots of things that are nostalgic to me that I eat that people didn't grow up with there's no way they would eat like I think we said we talked about this before but like in Ireland 
if we were hungry and it wasn't like dinner time, we used to make banana sandwiches and you'd get white sliced bread, mm. butter, a banana and sugar on top and you would make a sandwich and that's what you that's what you would eat. And like I it was very common to eat that. And I, oh I know God. that I know like if you're listening to this and never had a banana sandwich <laughs> before, you're probably thinking that is disgusting, but it was really good. And it's what we had growing up. Um, so I I don't want to poo poo all over the Snickers salad, <laughs> but um, I have to say I would I would toss that. That's not for me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I pick out the Snickers. I think, yeah, I pick out the Snickers or maybe the apples. I'm on an apple kick, so I'm with you there. I think I'd have to toss that one as well. But we love the Midwest. We love it. I respect it. And lots of good things come from doing there. It. I just don't think this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So moving on to the, thir- the third and the last, it's Cheez-It Cracker Cake. So it has ground Cheez-It flour in the batter, Cheez-It shortbread crumble between each layer of the cake, and then chocolate-covered Cheez-It crackers on top. And it's baked by Chef Izzard, who won both Top Chef and Iron Chef Gauntlet. So that's pretty cool. But what do you think of this? Oh, I have to add one thing. Um, Apparently, it has swirls of caramel throughout and then hints of strawberry in the icing. So that's like a lot of flavors going on. (laughs) Try your Um, toss. So I... I don't know if those last two things you mentioned make it better or make it worse. <laughs> I have a question. What was the purpose of this? So it was for like cheese. It's celebrating. I think it's like an anniversary. And so they basically, I think like commissioned um, Chef Izzard to do this and they're selling them too. Like, I think it's really a marketing gimmick essentially is all you need to know. Um, but people can buy them. No. Oh, it's a hundred. It's the hundredth anniversary. No, that's still a hard no, no Mia. <laughs> that, that's, that's not food. I'm sorry, but like the, the, that's not food. That's not something. That's not a, that's not a cake. It's not a dessert. Like cheese. It's ground up into no, sorry. Hard. No, something's something should out. be ground up. Is this worse? Is this better or worse than Snicker salad? Oh, way worse. <laughs> Way worse because at least, you know, at least like the salad, this is not food. That's, that's not like, you know, you're supposed, like, I, I, I know I, like, I bake a lot. I, you know, my business is desserts, but I tout good quality ingredients and um, good food going in, good food going in and like good results coming out. And that's just the opposite of that, that cake. No. Yeah, it's not really innovation. It's just like, here's this product and we're going to make something yeah. with it. It's a little yeah, different. I can almost, a yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <Toss>. <laughs> so there we have it in order of best to worst. Our first little time trying try or toss. And we got one good thing out of it. Say slice it. Say slice yeah. Maybe we'll try it. Um, awesome. Okay. I had so much fun playing with you. Maybe we'll play again if there's cool things floating out there uh, that people are making. Okay, so let's get into fan questions. I think we're just going to do one this week um, because there's one that uh, someone has a story for you and I'm like, I don't think we have time for both, but I'm very excited and I'll we'll talk about it next week because it's very interesting. Um, so, Tierth Sony, I hope I said your name right. Hello, thank you for watching, listening, and commenting. Ask, how do you develop recipes? Oh, that's a good question. So, 
a lot of it, it, it it's a it's a bit of it's like everything comes there's a little bit of everything it's um recipes that i have tried in restaurants recipes i've seen in bakeries recipes that i have made uh throughout my career as a pastry chef in different kitchens um, and like inspiration inspiration i see online and then also i have culinary help here um there's a girl here, Ami, who helps me with culinary and with the team just in general, um, um, the Bigger Boulder Baking team, we toss around ideas and we come up with like, what are we going to shoot like this summer? What's coming out for the fall and all, and you know, all those things. Another big, big factor is fan feedback. So mm. the team, the social media team, like Rachel and my mom and Alma, they they tell me the requests that people are asking. They want to see like stabilized whipped cream. They want to see how to make buffalo mozzarella, like all of these different things. And they gather up that information for me. And um, I read through all of those. So a lot of it actually is fan feedback. So if you're listening out there, um, any you know suggestions that we have, we get amazing uh, suggestions from fans. And often, Mia, those have been our biggest videos. Like, two ingredient no machine ice cream that was a suggestion from a fan they didn't say to Ooh. me hey make two ingredient no machine ice cream uh, <laughs> one like years ago this lady said make ice cream without an ice cream machine and I was thinking like you can't do that that's impossible but when I researched it and I tested a few things I realized it's totally possible and yeah. that now is one of our biggest videos ever of all time and like the ice cream our ice cream uh, videos are just like off the charts and it's the same with mug meals that was a fan suggestion so um, like you know and they were like goals so keep them coming oh my gosh that's amazing I love how much you all incorporate the fans into bigger boulder baking and that you cherish them and value them and you and Kevin talked about it a little bit last week um, on the show and it's just it's so cool so keep it coming everybody and speaking of let us know too you know if you're watching on YouTube or even if you're not on social media tell us how you like the show and what you want us to talk about um, because we actually look at these things and we listen and we love to talk about what you want us to so wow we did it a week back. This was fun. <laughs> it was really oh my fun. gosh. I liked, we did I liked it. that game, Mia. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. I was wondering too. I was like, I don't know if Gemma's a game person. Like right before this, I temporarily was freaking out. I was like, if Gemma hates games, this might be the worst thing ever. But good to know that you like, I like this, this one. kind of a game like with pictures and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a fun time. <laughs> and it has to do with baking, so you can't go wrong. All right. So I think that does it for this week. Bold Baking listeners, if you love this new format, like we said, let us know how you feel. Reach out to us at Bigger Boulder Baking Everywhere. And don't forget, this is still a pretty new show. This is episode 15. So be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars wherever you listen, leave comments if you're watching on YouTube. And again, I'm Mia Brabham. You can find me on Instagram at yours truly Mia and on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia. Gemma, where can we find you? You can find me um, on Instagram at Gemma underscore Stafford and Gemma Stafford on Facebook. And like you said, Mia, bigger, bolder baking everywhere. Amazing. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will see you next week. See you next week, Mia. Bye. Bye.